Get your hands on a gym and tonic G&T box. Enter the promo code BLACKINK for an exclusive 10% discount on your order. Gym and Tonic, sustainable urban gin. Hi, Tassan. Thank you for joining us on Black Ink Cinema Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, and before we get into your, your very interesting film choice, we just want to get to know a little bit about <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> feel like that feel like already that shade being thrown on that very interesting no, it <laughs> was such an interesting <laughs> film choice from you two song god we don't we don't get many interesting ones like <laughs> and that's that's how most people describe my comedy as well interest yes it was very interesting i'm not sure it was what? funny but it was interesting this is, legit, <laughs> this is legit the first time i've met interesting within its real context of interesting. Like I had okay, never come cool. across this movie before. I I literally was like, I thought I was well-versed in the world of film. How did I miss this one? <laughs> so um, that's why I say it's interesting. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> you will know when I'm throwing shade. You, you will know. But tell us of your journey into comedy. Sure. Uh, so I started a few years ago. So probably around about kind of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of dipped in and swiftly dipped out again. I had like it was great, but it was also like incredibly scary as well. And I kind of remember mm-hmm. feeling like, God, this is like amazing, but also like um, just terrifying as well. And I didn't feel like at that at the, the, the time when I had first kind of um, started, I was like, I could I could have this in my life. Kind of, it just yeah. felt like quite a quite a thing um, to be doing and stuff like that. Um, so I think once you do it and you kind of get that bug that you you do want to do it again, like kind of it just there's just nothing else like it. That you when in terms of kind of being on stage and that kind of adrenaline and the the um, kind of excitement that comes out of um, being able to express yourself in, in mm. such a kind of creative way. And when things kind of land that kind of come from your own head and you're thinking like, no one's going to get this. This is so weird. But, you know, <laughs> you are able to, you know, connect with some people that you don't know, just strangers and, and make them laugh. That's a, it is a really, um, it's a really lovely feeling and stuff like that. So I think kind of 2018 where I was like, okay, I'm doing this pretty much all the time it's like the only thing I'm doing um so maybe actually you know kind of being honest with myself that is something that I do kind of really want to do Mm. um and being being a bit more I guess serious about it in 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 some respects and stuff like that and um and then yeah so it's kind of I'd entered like you know, as when you start out, there are kind of like new um, kind of comedy competitions and all those kind of things like national competitions and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which kind of gives you kind of good experience and just gigs and stuff. And I got to the finals of quite a few of those, like 2018 to 2019, 2020. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, don't know where to start with 2020. Happened. Yeah, then 2020 happened, yeah. Um, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. In amongst all the madness, um, I did a did a thing for the BBC, mm-hmm. um, a live kind of stand up show, which was really cool, cool. Kind of showcasing new talent. That's me, really. Kind of um, mm-hmm. still fairly new, I guess. Say, kind of up and coming, up and coming yeah. stand up. I often say it like I find comedians one of the bravest people because the stand up there. And to make people laugh is like the hardest thing ever. Like I would probably just cry. I'll like crack 
the first joke and no one will laugh and then it will be, okay, that's it, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be done. So I commend you totally. Oh, um, is there anything? You. Oh, you're welcome. Having a little snoop on your Instagram, I do yeah. love your Jaheem Wicks videos. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, clearly see this description. <laughs> I mean, that's my type of yoga. <laughs> I'm just gonna I was like, yes, this I'm down for, all right? Like light work, lying down. You know, do you do that. you do you have a cat? No, I don't okay. have a cat. So, so you're just lonely. Just lonely. For the for the listeners, it, the the video is entitled Yoga for Cat Owners or Lonely People. I'm not just I'm not just insulting Rachel's life. So on top of that, I'm that sad I don't even have a cat. You might want maybe maybe get a cat. Do you know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm probably more of like a dog person than a cat. Okay. But then again, I've always wanted to get a turtle, so a tortoise, should I say? So I'm neither <laughs> of that's, those. That's a, that's a curveball. What what makes you want to get a turtle? I just have always found them fugly, like you know, cute but not so cute. They're low maintenance. Bit of grass, bit of hosing down. Sweet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to see why you're alone here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can people catch you on your socials? Sure. So um, I'm active on uh, Twitter. Um, my handle is Tweesant Douglas because, you know, make yourself hard to search. Um, so difficult. <laughs> and then, uh, as you mentioned on Instagram, um, I'm new new to the gram fairly new i'm just waiting to see if it would catch on um but i, I joined belatedly uh mm-hmm. in lockdown um and i'm uh tucson underscore gram black ink cinema is all about celebrating all things black cinema and like i mentioned earlier you chose a film that i'd legit never heard of in my whole life um and it's a very interesting choice brother from another planet starring joe morton um yeah tell me why came out of kind of you know like when get out came out and um kind of everything around get out and obviously it was an incredible film and i think um like a lot of people what i found so kind of impressive about it and like um so amazing was its use of like the horror genre to explore kind of race and Mm. racism and the black experience and i hadn't really it felt so fresh i hadn't really seen that being done before in terms of that kind of deliberate use of a, of a particular genre which you wouldn't um maybe automatically associate with kind of uh black cinema black films especially in, in surviving throughout the film Ex- 100 exactly not dying in the <laughs> in the first kind of five minutes exactly mm-hmm. well i mean one one unfortunate brother does die in the in the first well, five yeah. out but they, they you know we had, going there. <laughs> yeah, we had to <laughs> sacrifice one for the good of good of us all and, one for the um, team yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah then so i was kind of like i kind of came out of um cinema of having watched get out and going like this was amazing i wonder if there were just any other films that were kind of quite like that in terms of yeah. using particular genres that you would maybe think of um to explore uh things around kind of you know issues around kind of race and racism and, and the black experience and all that kind of stuff so it's just googling and um this film came up and I thought, yeah, give it a, give it a spin. Joe Morton. I associate him with being Papa Pope. I don't know if you ever watched Scandal and he played, um, Kerry Washington's dad and he played this like character, um, ahead of this like covert black ops type group that does crazy things. I mean, 
it seems far-fetched then, but watching what's going on now, not so far-fetched. Yeah, yeah. Um, in reality, I'm, and also Miles Dyson in Terminator 2, who's the guy who created Skynet. I knew where I'd seen him, because uh, he seemed really familiar, but I couldn't place his face. And yeah, yeah. it's Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah, he, the, yeah, the, the, the scientist, dude. That's, yeah, yeah. That's a great shout. Were you impressed with his performance? Like, obviously playing a mute alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, I think he, like, to be honest, I think he's like um, the standout performance of the film. Uh, mm. um, and he's got so much work to do because he, he's the main the, the main person in the film, the main character, the protagonist. He's in yeah. it all, you know, pretty much all the way throughout. And as you say, kind of the, <laughs> the plot is a is a very simple one like almost deceptively so in that it, it on the surface it's, it's just about um a mute alien that lands on earth um yeah. which feels quite slight as kind of a you know as a premise and stuff like that um and so for you know for him pretty much all of his you know the whole of it the, the job he has to do he has to do without talking. So that's, you're placing so much on kind of your physicality and, and um, kind of nonverbal. Yeah. That's coming out of your performance and stuff like that. It's in, in many ways, I feel like the, the premise is kind of like, <laughs> I feel like they started with like, what would it be like if Mr. Bean was a black exploitation film? Like that, I feel like that was like the starting point. Mr. Bean. You called out Mr. Bean. That's... I, I love Mr. Bean. Um, you know what now you're saying that i get it because there were some like really ditzy parts yeah yeah yeah. um, Yeah. almost childlike parts in there and um what it reminded me of was shape of water because she was a mute in that and so it relied on just her performance and everything else around her um so in that sense i think he did an amazing job, which is so difficult, like, you know, playing that role and able to carry the weight of the film on your back. 100%. I think he brings a lot to it in terms of like this performance and stuff like that. He's got kind of wonderful, um, like a comedic element to it. So there's kind of these like very um, wonderfully odd kind of comic flourishes, which he kind of brings to the characters. I remember this bit where he's like walking down the... um, the, the street kind of you know in, in New York or you know Harlem and uh, he's, in one hand he's holding um an apple and in the other hand he's holding like a lettuce you know okay so far so normal ish like you know you could you could see a hipster doing that maybe like they were saving yeah, on plastic or whatever and then he like holds the ha- apple up and eat takes a bite and like okay and then does exactly the same thing with the lettuce. And you're like, yeah. that is just hilarious. Like that's just brilliantly odd because, you know, you're like applying <laughs> the, the the logic to those two different items. And like, yeah. that's not what you do. And that's just comedy. That's just comedy. So it's brilliant. Yeah. And you're probably like, why not? Why can't you eat a, a lettuce like that? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. It's that <laughs> unexpected like application of, of that logic, making it very believable that he was just this like alien who kind of landed in Harlem and just happens to have the appearance of a of a black man. Um, mm. Which I think, which I think is like, it's that kind of ingenious addition to it of like you know, what <laughs> What would happen if he was black? Like, you know, if, if E.T. was black, he <laughs> wouldn't be 
he wouldn't be landing in the, a leafy suburbs. No. He would landing in Harlem. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Elliot wouldn't wouldn't invite him in the house. He would. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't be allowed in the neighborhood. So nah, he would scream and call. The, like he wouldn't be. Yeah, you know, Elliot wouldn't be hiding him in in his bedroom. You no, know, that would call be the police. So well. yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I think um, yeah, it's great. You see him kind of like breaking his firsts, and he has a sexual relationship. He takes drugs. I think also through the journey, he realizes he's black because, as you said, like he lands, he's not a black man landing on earth. He's just is. And then throughout his interactions with different people, he soon realizes that hmm, actually I'm a little bit, my demographic kind of fits here and I'm treated a, a certain mm. way or looked at in a certain way. Um, you see that when he sees the cop and he instantly runs away, this is before there's even that much interaction. And it's like, wow, even an alien. Yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. That was, that was an interesting choice to make. Cause it, I think mm. for me, that was the one maybe kind of incongruous bit, like notably incongruous bit about kind of the, the plot and the character and what we're supposed to believe about him because mm. for someone who had just kind of landed because that was like right um straight out off the gates like in the film i think where he just landed and he sees the yeah the, the police kind of officer uniform and then he just like bolts and is like well i don't think you would know straight away that that officer's yeah. like a threat because then i think it's only kind of after that that he then walks by and sees um a white police officer kind of stopping and searching uh, a young yeah. black young black man for seemingly no no good reason and it felt yeah. like it should be the other way around really if exactly. I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler for continuity but oh, it feels no, like you was, should have seen that, that first and then um done that no i agreed and that's why i felt it was a little bit flawed in some of its execution yeah, yeah because you know there's a the part when he's steals the veg or whatever it is if that had happened afterwards then you'd understand why he's now feel fearful because he was running away from the police and now when he sees a police officer he probably thinks he's going to be in trouble so that would make sense but to for him to feel like that prior to any of those interactions was quite interesting and race is pretty heavy throughout the film written mm. directed by white director john yeah. sales um, which i found quite interesting what's your take on it i think construct that he's um landed upon in terms of kind of the use of the the sci-fi well-established sci-fi trope of kind of an alien landing on earth and mm. giving it that ever so slight twist of of the alien being black is is a brilliant one for mm. for looking to explore kind of um the kind of dynamics of kind of race and, and racism in america and, and the black experience and i think kind of just the choice in making the the alien a black guy kind of really brilliantly kind of um brings to life the absurdity almost in in kind of society's uh, treatment of black people just because mm -hmm. of something as inherently inconsequential as uh, in of itself as skin color because mm -hmm. you're kind of because you know that this 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 person's not black and they haven't actually or this being is not black and they haven't actually you know, they don't come with any of kind of the baggage or the history or any of that or kind of been drip fed why things are the way they are. They're mm. literally just landed here and they're being treated a certain way, literally just because of their appearance. And so you can't kind of get away from or escape the absurdity of that um, mm. and why that is. So I think in that respect, he landed upon um, a great kind of um, proposition for a film. I do think yeah. at times... 
Um, I think for me, I love the idea of the film more than the execution. Like I don't, yes. I don't think, I think it is better than it's worth, than it's not. Like I think on balance, it is a, is it's a good film um but it is kind of like a bit ropey and stuff but hats off to him because he you know the guy wrote it he filmed it he directed mm -hmm. it he edited it he did everything i think yeah. like on a, in a month and stuff so I'll, I'll give it to him and and also i think a lot of um i like how um kind of harlem is like almost the kind of secondary main character in the film and i think he does yeah. a very good job in kind of bringing to to life that kind of microcosm of of kind of life in harlem and the different various kind of communities in harlem and and um social <laughs> strata and people and stuff like that and often the most convincing um yeah. part of the film are where he just focuses on some of the kind of conversations between you know, just the actual kind of normal people in Harlem, like mm. in the bar and stuff like that. And he, and he lets those kind of um, old yeah. black guys talk and stuff. Um, I think that comes off actually mm. quite authentic and realistic. Um, so I think he did a good job there. I think trying to make um, Harlem every day, like the everyday Harlem. And because obviously Harlem gets like a really bad, especially at that time, had a bad reputation of being dangerous. Um, and I was reading an article that, he was saying even some of his black crew had never been to Harlem prior to filming there. So right, okay. he'd been warned by their own family. Yeah. So I felt like that was quite interesting. So for him to pick that location to tell the immigration story through an alien, you know, it kind of put you in that unique experience of like trying to understand it from my oh God, if I was just like dumped here, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what the rules and regulations are. And you yeah. kind of, you see him figuring that out. Um, and it was funny to see the director, John, play one of the men in black, which yeah, I found those yeah. two characters hilarious. Like their their movement was, I couldn't, it was too much. Well, that was, yeah, I think one of the, um, my favourite scenes was um, after he, the, the alien like lands um, on Earth and stuff like that. And, and for the most part, that initial, his initial kind of experience is quite hostile outside, kind of um, out on the streets and mm. stuff like that. His, his first kind of experience is like a police officer and all that kind of stuff. And then he stumbles uh, upon this like um, bar, which is a, a black owned bar. And actually that's quite mm. symbolic because that, you know, it's, yeah. it's a space where the, the, the regulars in the bar can just be themselves, you know, can, can are comfortable enough to be, yeah, to feel exactly. Mm. It's a safe space. So it's, it's a, mm. it's, you know, it's a black space in that respect. And it's the, and it's the first space where he's kind of treated a bit more, um, with, I guess a bit of kind of humanity and, and kind of warmth and all that kind of stuff in that respect. Um, but then, so it's a black space, but then, yeah, the, the, the two kind of white guys who, uh, it turns out that the 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 brother from another planet that the alien um is actually on the run as well because even in space yeah. the brother can't get any peace so um <laughs> he's, and he's being hunted <laughs> down by two white guys i was right, just like yeah. well yeah, is... yeah exactly yeah he's been hunted by two white guys who are also aliens but are white um and, Which he was uh, like we can be here but you can't is i just didn't understand why they were hunting him yeah exactly yeah exactly it's a good point to be honest and um they come into the bar and i think that it's just so funny on on so many levels because it's funny because they're like when they're looking for him in the bar they're um 
physicality and their gestures are so exaggerated because they're like aliens so they're not they don't have that awareness so they stand out immediately but also yeah. they just stand out because they're just two white guys in a black <laughs> bar as well so yeah. they stand out for that like they, they, they might as well be aliens kind of yeah. in that respect mm. um so that was like yeah that was very funny an interesting part that when i was speaking to adam earlier mentioned that the many black scenes especially in the bar was done going backwards so they filmed filmed them actually walking in backwards and everything and that's why the movement is very weird and rigid uh, okay All yeah right. I did not and it know makes that. sense because i was like that movement is so oh well they're really good actors they're walking really funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that is, that's a great bit of um, knowledge. You can tell who went to film school, can't we? Go on. Hey, right, yeah. Adam. One of the worst bar fights I've ever seen on telly, or probably just in general fight scenes, was that bar scene when they're fighting the two guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, just for a start, as unrealistic that two white guys walking into a bar in Harlem <laughs> are gonna overpower like five black dudes. It was just like, I don't care if you're an alien or you come from <laughs> Mars or whatever, you're you're gonna get fucked up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they're they're sending you home. Um, yeah, in I was like, this like, is, so I was like, yeah. and you could tell the actors were like the black actors, like, really? You like we have to pretend like these two guys are gonna like do us in. Like, how yeah. how like I'm good, but I'm not that good. Like how, how am I? How am I meant to pretend that this skinny guy, like like five foot six, like weight, like, you know, yeah, in the, big guy. One of them was like the guy who owned the bar looked like he could handle himself. He you could like tell, it, yeah, yeah, you could tell it when he was going in for it. It's like he was trying to hold back, but he was still like oh, still just take him. So it was bit, yeah, it's quite funny. How did you feel about having a white director write about this experience and obviously use a black lead? Did you think it would have been maybe executed a bit differently if it was written by a a black person? Yeah, I mean, undoubtedly, I think, you know, just having films like now that we have films like Get Out um, and obviously Mm -hmm. Black Panther and and those films where it's about the black experience, um, not only about the black experience, but by... Um, black creatives as well undoubtedly brings uh, you know a whole kind of wealth and richness um to to what you you know you're creating and how you're and and what you what choices you make as well in the films um Mm. so i think undoubtedly it would it would be a different film uh because i'm sure different Mm. choices would be made in that respect and actually i think it'd be interesting to have a you know a kind of director like jordan peele remake it i'd be really interested to see what how he would oh. kind of take that kind of concept and the subject matter i think there's there's a great film within that film um, um but i think yeah i yeah, think you can 100%. you can definitely see yeah you can definitely see you know that i mean some of the dialogue is is super clunky and actually at times it kind of it's more it's kind of closer to like sesame street um like in terms of trying to like really like hit you over the head with like the the important lesson that we're all meant to learn from this yes. is that, i remember yeah. that there's like one scene um, yeah there was like a scene in the middle where the the brother was just like sitting on a um the steps outside of like a brownstone apartment and uh like a rookie cop kind of joins him yeah. it's like his first day he's like a white cop and he's and he's the cops just like well we're all people are just people aren't we and he's like okay we get it not all 
white people are bad like god all right but the, I, what i did what i rated was that yeah, it was the almost brother like just a, walked a disclaimer off. yeah yeah it's like you have to like balance out a bit with like one good white guy oh. in the film um but i like that the brother was just like i'm just not interested in this at all and he just walked off so i think i think in a the director was quite true to um i think what it would be like is the experience um, that you you know would have as as someone who is being treated a certain way because of just the the color of your skin and stuff like mm. that. Um, in that it feels quite you know I think Joe Morton was so great at kind of expressing kind of just a, a kind of bafflement about what, what how everyone's kind of treating him um, mm. because of just this kind of you know the, the, because he looks black in that yeah. respect. Um, and I think he he doesn't like. He's magical. I don't want to give too much away, but he can kind of like do stuff with his, he's got like hands that light up and all that kind of stuff. But he's not yeah. like the most magical Negro that that has existed in film. Like He's not like going around like saving white people and just there for the purposes of, um, yeah. of, of you know, white to service white characters narrative. He is, he is the main, he is genuinely yeah. the protagonist within the film and it is about mm. his experience. Yeah. Um, what I found quite funny was the fact that, like, he's just landed in in New York, in Harlem, and he gets laid. Like, what kind of game has this guy got? Like, it was just easy. For, and he didn't have to say a word on top of that. And he's got weird feet. At no point are we addressing these feet situations. If we're getting in bed, she would have seen those. She wakes up the next day, no conversation of that. And that's when I knew this definitely was written by a man because a woman... <laughs> <laughs> would have highlighted all of that, all of that. Does it have the same bits? Like, it's like, let's not just jump to conclusions. He's literally an alien. I mean, that is a that is a, a, a very good point. That's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic point and one which, as a man, I, I had not fully... Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of registered when I was watching the film about, but I mean, it probably is testament to the lack of... Um, good men in Harlem in the 80s that <laughs> she she felt like her best prospect was yeah. this quite um an alien that doesn't speak yeah yeah I'll an alien that, that has three toes yeah that just thought oh, right fuck it <laughs> sorry but I just thought that was very telling for me but um, I feel like he, I feel like because he didn't speak actually he was more attractive to her because he just like she didn't have to like listen to any bullshit um, oh, well, sometimes and, guys can talk themselves out of it yeah <laughs> and, and he like, comes he comes across as a good listener because he can't do anything else but listen yeah exactly so. one of the things I, I did like about it as well or made me laugh should I say was like you know when he walks past in the basketball pool and then the guy's like shoot shoot and then he like throws the ball and it and it shoots and he gets it in it was like even an, a black alien is good at yeah. I was like, yeah. you couldn't even just, you just had to bring in that stereotype of like, even a black alien is a, is good at shooting. Yeah, things. yeah, it's true. It made me think, is Barack Obama an alien? After having we rewatched it, I was like, God, maybe Barack see, Obama's an alien. He was so smooth in that clip. I'm not going to lie yeah, to you. Too I smooth. was like, was like mm. that was so smooth. And the way he just did it with so much swag, I was like, this is why. You're just too much. I can't. And I'm also like, it does make sense that probably only an alien uh, who looked black could become president <laughs> in, in that country. 
like really if you think about it who, who what other black other black person is 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 can become president in that in that country yeah 100 percent. i think i might join you with that conspiracy and uh jump on board with that i'm, put, I'm putting it out there i'm gonna put a youtube video on tonight <laughs> gonna start a new thread <laughs> the noises the weird noises that the men in black made the why they that were was like, yeah why i did like weird cat noises that would just <laughs> i feel like that you know because it, it it can be quite clunky the film i think like, it was like it's like how do we make these um very uh, generic kind of looking white guys seem like an alien and they were like oh let's just make them meow like a cat <laughs> that was a creative choice the director made i mean he had a lot to do he was writing it he was directing it, he was editing it some things probably you know you had to give a little <laughs> bit um one of the scenes that i found quite gross is when he takes his eye out and just plops it in the uh, plant pot and just leaves it there. And no one all day sees there's a whole eye in a plant pot. Um, and then comes back. I was like, that's gross. That Yeah, that was pretty disgusting. I think <laughs> um, the fact that, because the last kind of 20 minutes of the film, the, the wheels mm-hmm. do kind of come off the, uh, come off the plot quite, quite um, significantly because it turns into like a Miami Vice-esque kind of like... Um, yeah. He goes on like a stakeout. The brother he turns into like a like a detective, and and then he like um, he busts like rapidly. a yeah he like busts like a drug ring and like tracks <laughs> down like this res- seemingly respectable white businessman who who actually it turns out is like flooding Harlem with like crack and stuff like that. And he, but then he like in order to <laughs> in order to try and make this drug dealer see the errors of his ways, he like hands him his eye. It's like you must, you must see it from the from the black experience. Surely, then you'll change your ways. <laughs> um, and is it my understanding that he kills that guy? Was that the assumption? Either he kills him, or he shows him a really good time by stuffing all those drugs in his face. Yeah, he just, he just took the big bag and he just like just big bag yeah, of cocaine. I thought he might have overdosed him with all of those drugs to kind of stop him. I don't know, distributing. I I think, yeah, I think that was, I think that was the idea. But to be honest, it wasn't clear enough. It it kind of felt like maybe the guy was just like having his cake and eating it. He was like, I've I've made all this money and now I'm going to take all these drugs. Um, Although the film was pretty one-dimensional, I did like the way it was filmed. It had that real gritty, grainy, I really felt the essence. I've never been to Harlem, but um, would like to go. But um, Great, it's great, you should go. Yeah, um, I really felt the essence, and I guess that's testament to the cinematographer, Ernest Dickerson, mm. who also did the cinematography for Do the Right Thing and went on to direct Juice. he done an amazing job in kind of collaborating with director John Sills and executing the essence, I guess, of everyday Harlem and making it look relatable. Like we have normal yeah. people going to work, own businesses who are just getting on with it. It was very much that. You can tell that obviously he was very familiar with kind of um, Harlem and I think how to kind of uh, authentically kind of portray um, that part of the kind of New York City. Mm. Um, it, felt, it felt quite like, it felt um, very true to kind of, you know, the, the, the kind of 
microcosm of what's going on in uh, what was going on in Harlem at that time, kind of in the eighties, and the different types of people. Like it, you, they they covered a lot of ground. To be honest, you had kind of like the um, Chinese, you know, shopkeepers at the start, and then obviously you kind of had um one of the characters worked in be like kind of the job center here i guess in that respect in terms of helping people to access kind of public services and Mm. the struggle that people were having trying to access and the fact that you know it looked like they were kind of underfunded and overworked and all that kind of stuff and then pivoted to obviously um you know problems with drugs in in the community and and the young people being affected by that and then the um, struggling families and and um, so they, it, it covered a lot of ground in terms of um, the array of kind of supporting characters and cast but it didn't feel um, kind of exploitative or mm. kind of thinly sketched like they all felt it all felt quite believable which yeah. actually was one of the strongest points um, mm. of the film was that actually the kind of the the, the place where the brother was, you know, kind of experience what what he was experiencing felt real. Um, it yeah. felt like actually, you know, he had just landed in Harlem, and this is what it was like, and stuff like yeah. that. Which I think is credit to the cinematographer um, yeah. and also um, John Sales for for the choices he made in terms of setting it in Harlem and stuff like that, and showcasing Harlem and using Harlem as kind of the the microcosm of, of kind of the black experience large in terms of the kind mm. of black urban experience yeah. at that time, because 84. So very much a yeah. time where there was a lot of um, kind of, you know, there were a lot of challenges being faced by those particular communities in, in kind of those socio mm. socioeconomically kind of deprived areas um, uh, mm. in, in kind of urban inner city lives. And, and obviously the drug um, epidemic was, pretty kind of rife at that time and yeah and AIDS and all that kind of stuff mm. I did like how they addressed the drugs for a clever alien like I was questioning it like why did he end up taking the drugs and I guess it was kind of to maybe understand why that kid took the drugs in the first place and put himself in that shoes before he can kind of judge and say well this is bad or whatever it might be which I thought was quite insightful as for a character and then he went on this crusade of like stopping whoever is putting these drugs in the community uh which i thought was quite honorable i think there was there's definitely he was an intelligent being but he was coming from a a place of kind of almost like no judgments or you know no kind of predispositions or assumptions and stuff like that so he was literally learning and taking it all in Mm. as he was experiencing it you know time at the time and stuff like that it almost kind of reminded me a bit of like how some um actors choose to like play doctor who where it's like that kind of dialing up like they're super you know doctor who's like super intelligent but also he can be like kind of super like oh what's this and kind of like excited about things and wants to try things and like inquisitive more i guess Mm. like in that kind of respect and like throwing so like i feel like the brother was he was quite a like he was a very inquisitive character and in a way as you say i think he wanted to kind of see for himself what is this thing that is that he had kind of um, secondary experience of seeing what it was doing to other people. Like, why was it, why was yeah. it affecting so many people? Like, why was it an issue? I think mm. in that respect, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't feel like, I feel like he probably could have just worked out without like shooting himself up with heroin. Like, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure if he I mean. <laughs> needed to like, uh, it, it was like, cause he, 
he like took all the pills. He's like the the kid had like loads of pills. So he like did all the pills and he like uh, and he didn't even wait like five minutes to see if it'd kick in. He's like, okay. Then he straightened with the needle and was like, God, he's, he's really gone for it. Yeah, he did. But he didn't die. Spoilers, so don't worry. Didn't, he no, didn't <laughs> he did all of those drugs and he was fine. Yeah, um, he just had his shoes taken. Yeah, and no one was like, what are those? Like, literally, what are those on his feet? Um, the other point which I thought was quite interesting or a scene was the when he stays with that lady and she's got the biracial child and there's a lot of conversation, well, one-way conversation that she has and there's things that she's just like, it feels like a long monologue of stuff that she's just spewing out. But there's, it's yeah. all so significant. Everything that she's saying, she's talking about the father and obviously there's this white lady bringing up a black child and he's left his mother there. He's look, She's looking after his mother as well. Like they're all underneath one house. And I just felt like you don't often see that i don't know i just don't you don't often see that in films maybe obviously now but then especially like the representation of a biracial kid you would usually see them with their black parent for some reason you'll just never really see the white parent like that and i just thought that was a really endearing part of the film and kind of made it quite wholesome yeah 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 i mean i um lovely of her to look after the guy's mum I don't quite know yeah. why she was doing that <laughs> I was like so your, nice. your, your son's like fucked off like why are you still here like you know unless and the mum wasn't the, the grandma wasn't even like doing <laughs> childcare so it's like if you're, not, if, you're not, <laughs> if you're not even doing childcare and you're insulting my cooking like you can On actually of- do one yeah. yeah um but yeah, love, lovely, lovely white lady. Little bit inappropriate in terms of just having those quite adult conversations about um, the kid's dad in front of the kid who was like six. Um, mm. The kid didn't seem to mind, to be fair. The kid was just in front of the TV having a great time. But the kid was um, mildly mute himself. I don't know if that it just felt like the kid was an extreme introvert, and maybe that's why him and Joe got on. Um, the brother got on, had a weird, nice connection. Um, yeah. So oh, was, did you think the kid was an introvert? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, that's so interesting because that was that was literally my childhood. So that that's, I guess I must have been an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to direct someone who hasn't watched Brother from Another Planet to YouTube and watch a clip to entice them, what yeah. clip would it be and why? It's a really good question. The the bar scene, the bar fight, because that is just. I think there's a lot of comedy in that in that um, <laughs> bar fight. I'll probably say the the first time he walks into the bar and he has those interactions with the guys and they're trying to suss him out. And there's just this real like barbershop banter between them, which I quite like. Yeah. They, yeah. I think a lot of the, the humor either comes from um, the, the brother's physicality and kind of, you know, his kind of physical <laughs> comedy, or it mm. comes from, like mostly comes from the, the 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 bar guys, the bar regulars. Like they have some cracking one-liners. I think there was one where um, the two white guys kind of were, were coming in when we're in the bar, and they were like trying to find him. The brother wasn't there. I think mm. one of them goes like, you know, is like interrogating one of the the, the black regulars and stuff. Is like yeah, like asking him to almost like prove that he was like an American like where's your ID and I think the guy the guy was just like just came back with like green card my black ass like (laughs) and I thought that was just that's just that's an absolute bar it's just like I'm like (laughs) 
If yeah, there was like, a lot of good one-liners you, you, you in there. You can literally look at my black ass to, to know that I'm an American. I built this country. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. an ID. My yeah. experience is my ID. And I thought that was that was that was a Brilliant. fantastic line. Um, well, Toussaint, thank you so much for joining me on Black Ink Cinema Podcast. You have been a legend, um, educating me in a film that I was unaware of. Um, and now it's ingrained in my head. Thanks. Thanks for that. No worries. Thanks for having me.